over time, I needed a deeper faith than just all those feelings I had at the beginning. And I dug in and I did a lot of work, a lot of work because I'm by nature, I'm a skeptic. And so I really was like, you know what? That's a great question. I need to know the answer to that. This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and in the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are talking about reasons to believe, a look at personal testimonies of those who have come to know Christ and how the Spirit has shaped their journey along the way. This episode is part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests you hear, or access any of the resources we provide and learn about the larger work we are doing at studywithfriends.org. I can attempt to go. Okay, I'm ready, girl. (laughs) Well, should I start with like... You can start however you want, whatever's comfortable. Okay. I feel like my (laughs) testimony isn't like how I came to Christ isn't like super out there it's just like I was raised in the church in a Christian family I was like in Christian school since I was three years old so I it was literally my whole life and I made the decision to follow Christ when I was in fourth grade at this Halloween night that Mm. they had at church and I just they just like asked if you wanted to like give your life to Christ. And I went up on stage and I did, and I didn't know what I was doing. I don't think like my dad told me afterwards, like he was really proud of me and excited. And I was confused because I was just doing it Mm because I thought I should, I don't know. I didn't realize that it was like a really big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, so that happened. And then throughout school, I went in middle school, I went on two missions trips and they were really like impactful for me. I was still really immature. So it was, it was really great to get those experiences like serving the Lord, but I still didn't realize that I had to like submit my life Mm -hmm. to him and not partake in stupid, immature, like drama things that were happening at school that I was trying to like be a part of or be really cool as most middle schoolers try (laughs) to do and then once I reached high school that was when I started taking my faith seriously because things happened with friends in eighth grade and I like decided I'm not doing this anymore like I need to actually take my faith serious and ninth grade I definitely did And then I started to experience a lot of hard things as soon as that happened. Like high school was by far the hardest thing that I've probably ever been in. And I hope it doesn't get worse than high school. (laughs) Like (laughs) high school, I miss it now. But Mm -hmm. when I think about the things I went through, I'm kind of shocked because it was pretty difficult for me. Um, So trying to think. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When you said ninth grade was when you started taking it seriously, like when you look back, do you think, do, do you, like I had like milestones that I really remember. Is there anything that like was a milestone? You said in fourth grade, you went up and you prayed. Were there mm-hmm. any other milestones where you're like, okay, that was a moment in time where I was, I made a not a, a, not a decision again, a recommitment or whatever, mm-hmm. or was it just an evolution? There's no wrong answer, by the way. Um, so ninth grade, I went on a week long trip in the summer after ninth grade 
with our church where you do like you serve kids and then it's it's like half a day serving kids and half a day like a retreat so it's a week long and i got baptized there and i think that was oh wow okay. a really big milestone yeah, for me so that's that what i was, was looking for yeah because i heard you say like in ninth grade and I, I i felt like it was under the surface there but i was looking for yeah. just yeah okay so i got baptized after ninth grade but it was ninth grade year and that was amazing i remember i have never cried out of joy i cried Ooh. out of joy then like not even just when I got baptized, but watching everyone else get baptized, it was really awesome. Yeah, I don't. That is something I have always regretted: is not seeing my friends. Like, <laughs> I wish I was on that one. Yeah. Do you? Can you describe why you felt that joy? It was just because you like share why you want to get baptized before in front of everybody. I was so nervous, but I knew the Lord was telling me this is something you have to do. You have to not care what other people think about you. Like, I am your God. You have to listen to me and not That's care awesome. about other people. Mm-hmm. And it was so nervous. Like, I was crying before because I was nervous. And people <laughs> prayed for me. And they were like, it's going to be okay. And it was. And just the peace I felt and the joy knowing, first of all, like, the Lord gave me the strength to share in front of people. Like, people's families came. My family was there. Um. Yeah, I think... So that was definitely a milestone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was definitely really impactful for me. Mm-hmm. And when I was in 10th grade, I actually went through <laughs> a really hard season of doubt with things going on like at home and at school. I was just really struggling. I almost completely like I seriously was considering if I believed in God because I just felt like I was a failure and like I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm kind of thing and I was reading my journal from that time to like look Mm. at things because I knew that was a very pivotal point for me and I was reading and it was just like I'm a failure I don't deserve this Mm. like type of deal and I was like writing about how I was crying every single day like I felt horrible about everything I felt horrible about myself and then at the end I had written why would you like be so upset about something if it didn't matter like obviously this faith that you have had your whole life matters to you so you're upset that like it's not there anymore and like you want to figure it out and Mm -hmm. I realize that it's not about me it's not about what I can do because I'm a human and I'm sinful Mm -hmm. so I had to take my eyes off of myself and look at Jesus and I was like okay this is literally not me I can't do anything. It's Jesus because he died on the cross, the ultimate sacrifice that God sent him. And he gives me the strength to do everything. And I've seen that too. And just like a lot of things. So I think that was, that has held me since then. Like I've had more seasons of doubt and difficulty and different things, but like I haven't abandoned my faith since then because that was like really important mm-hmm. that time period kind of a gift that god gave you that experience so early in your life and mm-hmm. it sounds like you really have that as a touchstone mm-hmm. if you do start to slide into unbelief again to really remember and hold on to that god was faithful and by the way because i love you and i think that you and i are going to be in each other's lives forever mm-hmm. um it may happen again mm-hmm. you may have something that happens in your life like when my mother died it, it didn't cause me, I didn't have a crisis of faith, but it, it caused new depth 
of questions Mm -hmm. and that's okay I think that like I said at the beginning I think that God honors that when we say I don't understand or I don't like what's going on in my life right now my life experience is not testifying to your goodness right now but I'm going to choose to believe that there's an answer to this or that you, there's something that I can't see. And I just know that he loves that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we all ebb and flow. We all have seasons that are um, on fire and seasons that feel like the desert. It happens to all of us. But I think, I guess I, I really want to say I think it's a blessing that God gave you that kind of testing yeah. so early because it's something that you're really going to be able to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it didn't get easier after that with my life, but I was able to hold on to that through things even when I wasn't, when I was in deserts, like yeah. they still came, but yeah. I never abandoned the Lord. It was just times of hardship, I guess. And can I say... I don't want to put words in your mouth, but he never really abandoned you. He did not abandon me. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd like, you can say it now, or we can talk about it as the conversation develops. But I think for listeners and and viewers, it's really important for us to not sit into that Christian bubble space and be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I think we should really unpack and articulate. What does that mean? The Lord didn't abandon me. What does that mean? I have strength in him. What does that practically mean? How does that show up in your life or how do you access that? Like there are people who are going to not understand what we mean because they haven't yet had that experience. Do you know what I mean? Like does that make sense to you? Like we all get it. Mm -hmm. You're speaking in a language that a believer is like, yep, Mm -hmm. but not everybody who's, who's who, for whom this is available is going to understand. And then what, one of the things that I really (laughs) desire and I think that the Lord has laid on my heart on this series is people are going to be impacted by our testimony. But I think that we serve them best if we really articulate what we mean by the Lord has been my strength. So can you articulate that? Or does, does anybody else want to try to articulate what we mean when we Christians say that? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking at Brooke. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't know. I, I don't know why cuz I feel like absolutely. she can. But I don't I'm not uh, trying to box you out cuz it was your statement. I can, but like later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, um well that kind of really goes into my testimony, but but to you know, what does it mean the Lord is your strength? It it means that when when you have nothing else, you still have him, you know. Um and uh, can I just say I totally understand the whole I went through a crisis in high school kind yeah. of thing. You know, I, I know I'm kind of, you know, being playful about that. But truly, I get that because mm-hmm. um, I went through the same thing. Uh, high school, the Lord did it, but high school completely flipped my life upside yeah. down um, in the best way. But at the time, I thought, oh, my word, my life's falling apart. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, uh, kind of you know, diving into even answering the questions of the whole topic in general. Um, And just, I know you guys don't know me very well, so kind of telling you a little bit about my life. Um, Similar to everyone in this room, I grew up, you know, in in a Christian household. and, And really, more than that, I come from a long family line of pastors, um, uh, influencers, um, 
like even people uh, on stage, actors, singers, a uh, very performance-based family, <laughs> but very, very heavily Bible scholar family. Um, and so I was kind of raised that way, you know, um, both my parents were in ministry for years. Uh, now they're pastors, but like before we were just in ministry for years and years and years. Um, I was like always a ministry kid, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I remember my dad one time accidentally left me at church and had <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and then the, the pastor's wife called him and was like, um, were you forgetting something? <laughs> I was just chilling in the sanctuary with my friends. I think I was like 10 at the time. But anyways, uh, my my faith kind of similar to you it was like i i grew up and and kind of knew that at some point that's just what you do you know and and so i had i had a lot of um uh i'll i'll say it this way i had a lot of placebo effect coming mm. to jesus moments um of uh, getting saved if you will um like when i was really little probably from age I don't know, four to age eight, I was, it was like every time I sinned, I w would ask Jesus mm. to come into my heart mm. because I thought, oh no, I sinned. I'm not going to go to heaven. I must, you know, recommit my life to Christ. <laughs> yeah. And I was a very dramatic kid growing up. Um, I grew up on stage, you know, did acting and singing. And so that the dramatics played into that a lot. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't until, and I think I've actually shared this on a previous recording, but <coughs> it wasn't until uh, middle school. And I, I was in a Christian school also up until high school. Um, so, so I was in my Christian school and I remember it was so random, but there was, there was, I, I, I was, uh, in a class, uh, like a graduating class at the time that, I mean, uh, all the kids were just unruly, like mm -hmm. everyone was a rebel and I kind of grew up in that generation too, where it was like, you know, you know, being an kind of a 90s kid like you come out of that and and everyone has disrespect for authority and all this <laughs> stuff so my class is very much like that and so it wasn't uncommon to uh just you know have people randomly bring up arguments and um and I wasn't a and I also went to a very small clicky Christian school and so I wasn't like the popular kid and so they just long story short I got into a debate with my friends because, you know, they they were debating me on, on a theology that I just did not agree with. Um, and I remember at the time, I, I was so passionately against what they were saying because I knew it was biblically false, but I could not give them the biblical references mm -hmm. You know, and here I'm, I'm 12 years old, you know, just getting righteously frustrated. <laughs> like, how dare you say that about God? But then I couldn't, I couldn't back up what I was mm -hmm. saying. And that honestly, <laughs> funny enough, that is, that is what made me finally come to that moment of Lord. And I remember it, it was so, it was so non-dramatic, you know, very opposite of all the other come to Jesus moments that I had in my life up until that point. But we, you know, were called out to recess and, um, <laughs> And every, I mean, everyone rushed to the playground and I just, I walked out and just went to the side, um, in the little grass area and just asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, you know, paraphrasing, obviously I don't remember what I said exactly, but I just was like, if 
I don't know what that was, but if if I don't have the Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit living inside of me, if I'm not saved, I I want to be saved. Like I want to be your child because I don't ever want to have an experience like that where I can't defend your truth. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I say that moment was the moment I asked, like I asked Jesus in my heart and got saved. Like I said, there were many times where I did that before then, but that was the day that I physically felt a difference. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by physically, I, I mean it very um, point blank, is I, I physically felt the Holy Spirit come and rush inside mm -hmm. of me. Um, to describe it, it, it felt like this, it felt like a mix between an overwhelming peace, but also this, this drive that was, like unquenchable <laughs> you know energy yes mm -hmm. uh kind of like like when you have a really big cup of coffee before you get the jitters it's like that 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 mm -hmm. little in between before you're like oh my word i've had too much caffeine <laughs> and and oh my word i need caffeine it's like that little in between the sweet spot, the sweet <laughs> spot. yes it was that sweet spot where i i w didn't feel like i wanted to run a marathon but i was so charged up and and it turned it turned from feeling righteously frustrated and also kind of feeling like a failure mm -hmm. because I couldn't mm -hmm. I couldn't defend him mm -hmm. to that's never gonna happen again and yeah. I'm so confident in who, you know, my God is. And that had to be unpacked over time too. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I kind of going back to what you originally asked us, uh, even though I grew up in a Christian home at the time and also just a a family because I come from a really big family um an o overall family uh that didn't necessarily believe in the supernatural um and they also you know they were afraid to say you know the d word demons you mm. know they were like don't talk about it um and and they were very big on the God of the Bible, which I agree, obviously, but they were very like, you know, we're not going to expound upon his miracles. We're not going to expound upon anything that we can't, you know, explain mm. with the human realm. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up in that kind of a family, um, but at a young age, it was like shortly after I got saved, those middle school years, the Lord really opened up my life to the supernatural. And what I mean by that is uh, my first experience, kind of talking about milestones, my first experience of that was in eighth grade. Uh, there was this, we we had, we, at, my, at my old um, Christian school, we had this really cool thing that our first week, uh, well, within the first month of school, we'd have kind of like a spirit week, but instead of, of a spirit week, because it was Christian school, it was like, a spiritual emphasis week oh, so you yeah, like holy spirit week well. yeah yeah, yeah. you guys get it well. right exactly, exactly. <laughs> march gladness yes. right 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 so so you know we did all the fun and festive things but um there the the spiritual emphasis part of it was we would have a pastor that would come and um instead of being at the chapel three times a week we were there for five times in the week and every single day right you get it yeah. every single day we would come to the choir i know right and um and this this guy like i don't really remember much of what he said mm -hmm. i'm sure he was good but i do remember his very last 
uh, sermon, the very last time, he, it, it was really cool. He, he like had this whole thing planned out and he said, you know what? And it was shortly after we had worshiped a little bit, um, which worship wasn't really worship. It was, it was, you know, let's have a few people, a few of the kids stand up and sing and all of the other kids are not, are too afraid to sing. So we're just going to watch <laughs> them, you know, sing. So it wasn't really what we know of as worship, but I mean, we were in middle school, yeah. you know, it's like we, we did our best, but anyways. Um, but after that, it was really cool because he said, you know, we're just, I, I had something planned that I was going to speak to you guys, but I just believe that the Lord doesn't want that right now. And he, he had someone continue play the piano and he just said, I want you guys to pray and we're just going to have silence for you guys to pray with the Lord. But instead of folding your hands like this, like you're, you're taught, I want you to keep your hands open and see what happens. You know, he just, and, and it was so crazy because like I said, I, I was in a family at the time that didn't, that didn't really, not that they didn't believe this, didn't expound upon it. I was certainly at a school, Christian school slash church at the time that was not, I mean, they never talked about the Holy Spirit ever. Mm -hmm. um, but in that experience, I felt my hands physically start to warm and my whole body start to physically just warm. And I was like, okay, did they change the temperature in the room? <laughs> it was so weird. But I knew it wasn't just happenstance. And I also knew it couldn't be explained by any, you know, human type situation. And so that kind of rocked me. And then I went home and again, I was just kind of passionate about this. And I, I was like, wow, that came when I worship. So mm -hmm. I was like, and, and mind you, up until this point, again, I grew up in performance, right? And so to me, worship was just singing a song that you memorize. Like, but that night I remember I was just like, I, I just, I just want to listen to music and see if it happens again. So I put on my Chris Tomlin, the time <laughs> that I just, I loved, I can't even remember what song it was, but I, I sat in my bed and just had my hands open again. And it, I mean, it was like a flood of God's peace, like a physical mm -hmm. peace. It was, it was a physical warmth. It, it was like, I, I felt like I wasn't even in my room anymore. Um, I kept my eyes closed because I was like too afraid to open them, you know, and, and, but I, I physically felt a presence in there that wasn't my own and, and I was by myself and, and it wasn't a scary presence. I, I wasn't scared. I, I was just, I was like wrapped up in like mm -hmm. a blanket, you know, um, and little did I know that that would be the beginning of a journey that really had transformed my life um and and it was i mean it was so 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 impactful this program is produced by study with friends learn more about us at studywithfriends.org and sign up there for email devotionals or download our Bible studies for free. If you are blessed by our work, please consider supporting our ministry with a donation. We believe in the local church. Please find a congregation where you can plug in and experience all aspects of the Christian life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we study with friends. Mm -hmm.